Hello and welcome to the Meanings of Magic. Before you watch this episode, please go back and watch a recent episode. This is our second episode and this one is going to be about unicorns. Unicorns are amazing. And in fact, I think they're probably one of the first kind of mythical creatures that most kids fall in love with. This is the first... I have one fact that, we'll, that we can start off with. Unicorns are horse sorcerers, kind of, because their horns are their wands. Horse sorcerers, I love that. What kind of magic do you think unicorns do with their horns? Well, they can basically do any of it, but um, if any of you have watched My Little Pony, which you probably have, it's that's a m more basic version of it, but they all have, like, marks. They have marks which, like, talk so about what their what special power is? What type of magic they use. They normally have at least two. Like, this one that I'm holding right here is heart and star. And this one has flowers. Interesting. So this one is probably hearts and, um, like, space stuff. And this one is garden. Nice. So, since you're a kid, and you're here, I can ask you, what is it about unicorns that made you first so fascinated with them? Because you have been for a long time. You've loved unicorns since you were pretty tiny. Well, uh, well most people like them because, like, if you like magic, if you like magic, you'll, you'll really like them because they're, like, animals, but they're also really magical. Mm. So they're kind of like a bridge between the natural world and the magical world. Because yeah. they are something that's natural mixed with something that's magic. Because like right here, if you take away the horn. She just pulled the horn off of a Playmobil unicorn with her teeth. <laughs> if you take away the horn, it's a, just a horse. With a hole in its head, but yes. Like <laughs> no, I get it. That's actually horse. interesting. You know, frankly, I hadn't thought of that before. But if you put the horn back to the corn again. So it's like the smallest gate between normal. Yeah, the smallest gate between normal and magic. Took away the horse part, just magic. Take away the magic part, just normal. I think there's something else with unicorns, at least when you go back into mythology, because they're pretty ancient. Um, it was usually innocent young girls were the only people who could go and touch or talk or somehow interact with the unicorn. So there's something about the real innocence um, and love of magic in children that has been the only thing that allows somebody to ever get close to a unicorn. Yeah, because unicorns can do a lot to hide themselves when they can use their magic. They can like go into portals, they can open up places that you don't know of. Oh, interesting. Like secret paths to they could the, do, the, the spirit world, or the fairy can, world. They could use the normal way, which is like hiding in a cave or something. Right. But if something goes in the cave, they could just like use the magic to make themselves visible or make a portal. That would probably take too long though. Probably. Did I ever tell you the story of when I was a kid and I saw a unicorn? No. It was not a real unicorn. It's a 
interesting story, and many of our listeners, if they are my age, will probably remember this. It's also kind of sad. Um, back when I was a kid, there was they would take this little critter around on tour to all these different towns, and they would have it at someone's house where you could come and see a real unicorn. And it looked like a goat more than a pony, but a little bit like a pony, and it had a horn, one horn. Seems really cool, but we found out years later that it was actually someone who'd attached the horn surgically to the uni- to the goat's head. So it ended up not being a real unicorn. But as a kid, I was pretty convinced. Many of us were. We thought it was pretty darn cool. So that was the only real unicorn I've ever heard of, and it turned out not to be real. What's your feel like? We, last week we talked about phoenixes, right? I don't think phoenixes are real. I think they're a neat symbol and beautiful, but I don't think there's ever been real phoenixes. I don't know about unicorns, though. I what do you think they're real. <laughs> what do you think about unicorns? Just because you've never seen them doesn't mean they're not real. Oh, that's 100% true. That's 100% true. What do you think of unicorns? Do you think unicorns could be real? Definitely. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most possible that it's real, What's your? where do they fall on that scale for you? Probably eight. So they, let's make this a new segment of the show, the how real are they segment. So they're an eight for you on our one to ten? I'm, I'm not like they're completely real. Everyone's completely sure they're real. It's not that they're definitely not real. It's not like they're kind of real. It's like they are real, but they're kind of not real. Hey, I think I kind of like that. I kind of like that. They're almost real in a different way than something yeah. that's like a cat or something. Yeah, because they are real, but you don't really know that they're real because they never show themselves. That's right, because they're magic and they can be in all sorts yeah. of different realities. Plus, we don't have as much forest anymore for them to live in, right? We've cut down a lot of that forest. There's still a lot around, but not as much as there used to be. I heard this story in a book that we are reading in Read and Greet in my school one time. It's kind of weird. They used to um, think it's like a legend in festivals. They, um, it's like a legend about a festival, unicorn, and then like everyone would sit, like one by one people would sit down, and if the person was bad, the unicorn would run straight through them, but if they were good, they would just like stay right there. Oh my goodness. So if you were bad, you'd get killed by the unicorn horn? Basically. Blah! They just go like, but if you're good, they just stand right there. That is not a happy thought. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I'd be worried. <laughs> uh, unicorn would clearly just pass right by me. <laughs> Probably me. Uh, I wonder, like, how bad you'd have to be. You would be, like, you would have to be, like, a criminal. A criminal, not just someone yeah, who it. told a lie once in a while or made someone unhappy, but someone who did something really bad. If you, like, accidentally tripped somebody, you wouldn't get... Well, that's interesting. So that's sort of the idea of unicorn as as someone who can really dispense real justice, who would know, who could look into your heart, which kind of goes in line with the idea that only innocent children could touch them, right? Again, that's the idea that the unicorn can see into someone's heart and really see what kind of person they are. In, in a way, that's some of the most powerful magic I can imagine. Because how else, without seeing what a person does... How else would you be able to look inside them and really see what they're like? Magic? Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Do you want to talk about the design on their horn? Oh, yeah, and actually, I, I knew what I wanted to ask you about, and it's about their horn. What other animal in real life 
uh, has that kind of horn. Guts? They do have horns, but they don't quite look like that, do they? The spiral sort of shape. Can you think of another animal? Wildebeest? It's an animal in the sea. Narwhal. A narwhal. And what's interesting about People that, Ruby... People call narwhals the unicorns yeah. in the sea. And it's actually a tooth, isn't it? You taught me that. Yeah, so in the book I found out that it's actually a tooth that grows so long out of their gums. It's like... But one's just like that. It's like so long. It's like super long, but it grows into a horn. But it does have that shape, that sort of spiral shape. So there's... Um, some evidence that one of the ways the unicorn myth, aside from the fact that they're probably real, but the myth part of them got started because way back in the Middle Ages, some travelers went to the Arctic regions where narwhals are. Ruby's doing her best unicorn impression right now, wearing a unicorn headband. It's quite adorable and makes me wish this was a video podcast. Um, some travelers came back from the Arctic bringing back narwhal horns to the courts in England and France. To fake that they found you. No, they didn't. No, they just found the horns. I oh, think they so didn't they know what they were. Me. So they, they thought, oh, maybe this belongs to a fantastic beast. A, a horse with a horn. Kind of in the way that when we get to the dragon episodes, I'll talk about this. But I think a lot of dragon legends came from ancient peoples digging up dinosaur bones and not knowing what the heck. Because if you saw a giant dinosaur skeleton, but you didn't know about dinosaurs, you'd be like, well, these dragons just died, and there's their bones. Okay. But anyway, we'll get to that this in another episode. This is one thing I have to say, but actually I'm going to say it for the next episode. Yeah, save your dragon stuff for the next episode. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. That's called a teaser for the next episode. But let's see what else we can think about for unicorns, because I think unicorns are probably one of the most beautiful magical for creatures. For unicorns, I find that most of their horns are like gold. That seems pretty common. Although, to me, I almost think all, sometimes of that white, pearly, sort of, sh like, shiny, sort of... A lot of times when they're gold, there's, um, like, a silver spiral around it. And then the rarest type of unicorn has, like, an iridescent horn. Ooh, nice. That would be beautiful. With golden. That's, like, the rarest type. And of course, there's that very famous book that we read a lot of. We never finished it, but I think we will someday, um, called The Last Unicorn, which is one of the most famous unicorn books. And in that one, the unicorn gets changed from a unicorn into a beautiful young maiden. Uh, that's an amazing book. And sometime we should watch the cartoon, too, the movie. It's a little bit intense, but beautiful. It's about a unicorn. It's about a unicorn and a lot of other things. That book is a very layered, complex uh, book. I think book. if we finish reading I think we should stop from the beginning. I'd love that. We should do... It. Let's wait maybe for like one more year and then we'll start back at the beginning. And now let's keep talking about Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> unicorns. Well, but that was about unicorns. It's about one of the most famous books about unicorns. Um, no one really has a really good idea of what they actually look like. No. It, people think their horns are right here, but who knows? Their horns could be here, here, there. She pointed to her neck or her shoulder. That would be pretty interesting to have a unicorn horn, horn on their shoulder. Yes, because we, that's how it started. We just picture it right here. But no one's really ever seen one, so they could be anywhere. The horns. There have been anywhere. reported sightings. So when we say no one's ever seen them, there are people who swear they've seen unicorns before. So it's possible. 
It's interesting. I, I wonder if they placed it right there. Because have you ever heard of the idea of the third eye? Mommy might talk about this sometimes. Yeah. It's this idea that there's this invisible eye right here. That's the 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 sort of connection to our psychic powers or to I, the spiritual I world. I can't see something. No, of course. You don't have it automatically. You have to develop it through your spiritual powers. And if you think about it, that's where a unicorn's horn is, right? Where the third eye would be. So the fact that it's magic makes sense that it grows out from that part of their body because it's like the connection to the magical world. That leads us to that's kind of why they can go to... That's why they can make portals to the spiritual world. Because, because of their horn? Yeah. If this is sort of a dark turn, but if someone were to take a unicorn's horn, would they lose their power? Well, if remember, if you take a unicorn horn, just a horse. It's just a horse then? It's just a horse then. That would be very sad. Please, everybody, if you see a unicorn, don't take its horn. One more thing. Can you just, like, take a person's arm? No. A horn is part of a unicorn's body, so you can't just take it. I agree. That would be very, very wrong. We shouldn't do that to any animal, should we? You can't just take it. Is this part of why you've become a vegetarian? Because you've realized that we shouldn't just take things from animals like that? Like their meat and bodies? Also because I really like salad. Well, that's a good reason, too. Well, any last thoughts about unicorns, Ruby? thing like in a lot of legends they say that unicorns can make like life you mean bring things to life yeah like if a flower had died they can like bring it back to life that's pretty amazing that would be amazing the power to bring now is it just the power to bring dead things back to life or the power to bring things like a statue that was never alive to life yeah basically they can bring life to anything that isn't alive. They can even, like, if there's no flowers, they can make flowers there. That's amazing. So they're really powerful nature spirits and connected not, to the natural world. And not just flowers. They can make trees, bushes. If you've watched Monty Python, they can make shrubberies. <laughs> <laughs> they can make shrubberies, though, probably. Nice little ones with a little picket fence. And uh, another one to put right above it, so you get the two-level effect. So, the last question I have for you. Think about this. If in real life, for real, you were walking through the forest, say up at Framon Frampa's house up in the Redwoods, and you just turned around a tree, looking into the distance, and you caught sight of a unicorn, what would you do? Uh, uh, I'd hang out with it. Nice. So you'd approach it, go up to it. Well, I'll tell you what, Ruby, I think that'd be a great idea. Because if unicorns can look into the hearts of human beings, they would look into your heart and see nothing but goodness and joy. And I know for sure that that unicorn would for sure want to hang out with you. I would either do that or scream, Oh my gosh! <laughs> Good choice. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us for episode two. Got anything you want to say to the folks before we leave? Make sure that you watch our Phoenix episode before you watch this one because it has some really good stuff in it. 
There you go, straight from the horse's mouth. Although, if you've already gotten to this point in the podcast, it's too late. You've already listened to this one before the first one. So what are you doing? Go back and listen to the other one. All right, everybody. Thank you, and we will see you next time for the episode on dragons.